Hello, everyone, and welcome to the January 11th edition of WorkComp Academy Weekly News. I'm Renee Folson, attorney with Floyd, Skarin, and Kelly. Thanks for joining us today. Let's get started with our litigation report. Pandora's box may have opened after the Court of Appeal ruled that utilization review tort liability is not preempted by workers' compensation law. Here's what happened in the published case of King versus Comp Partners Incorporated. Kirk King suffered anxiety and depression due to back pain resulting from a back injury at work in 2008. In 2011, his PTP prescribed an anti-anxiety medication known as Clonopin, and the request for this medication was sent to UR. Naresh Sharma, MD, the anesthesiologist who conducted the UR, determined the drug was unnecessary and decertified it. As a result, King was required to immediately cease taking the clonopin. Typically, a person withdraws from clonopin gradually by slowly reducing the dosage. But due to his sudden cessation of clonopin, King suffered four seizures, resulting in additional physical injuries. Then in 2013, another request for clonopin was made by the PTP. This time, Dr. Ali, a psychiatrist, conducted a second utilization review and also determined clonopin was medically unnecessary. Neither doctors Sharma nor Ali examined Kirk in person and neither warned Kirk of the dangers of an abrupt withdrawal from clonopin. At the time, both doctors Sharma and Ali were employees of Comp Partners, a workers' compensation utilization review company. King then sued Comp Partners Incorporated and Dr. Sharma for professional negligence, and his wife, Sarah King, sued for loss of consortium. The trial court sustained the defendant's demur without leave to amend, but the Court of Appeal reversed the denial of leave to amend even though it sustained the demur, thus reviving prospects of the case. Co-partners contended the Labor Code set forth a procedure for objecting to a utilization review decision, and that procedure preempted the King's complaint. The Kings contended that the trial court erred in sustaining the demur because their causes of action are not preempted by the Workers' Compensation Act. The Court of Appeal ruled that to the extent the Kings are faulting Dr. Sharma for not communicating a warning to Kirk, their claims are not preempted by the Work Comp Act because that warning would be beyond the medical necessity determination made by UR. Case law provides a utilization review doctor has a doctor-patient relationship with the person whose medical records are being reviewed. However, to the extent the Kings are faulting Dr. Sharma for incorrectly deciding the medical necessity, the claims are preempted by the Workers' Compensation Act, because the Kings are directly challenging Sharma's medical necessity determination. The trial court should have granted the Kings leave to amend because it is possible that the scope of Dr. Sharma's duty included some form of warning Kirk of or protecting Kirk from the risk of seizures. And now our crime report. Fighting fraud is one of the 2016 Department of Insurance top priorities. 
In 2015, the department's efforts resulted in more than $69 million recovered for Californians. More than $56 million in grants were awarded to district attorneys to fight insurance fraud. There was nearly $25 million recovered through lawsuits in which the department joined whistleblowers to combat health insurance fraud. And more than $200 million obtained by the department to settle a long-standing dispute over a failed insurance company. Fighting fraud continues to be a priority for the department this year. For this physical year, the department awarded nearly $35 million in grants to district attorneys to combat workers' comp fraud and more than $22 million in grant funding to fight auto and organized auto fraud. Cross-industry fraud, where healthcare fraud, property casualty, and workers' compensation fraud intersect is the next step in identifying potentially bad providers. LexisNexis completed a study that revealed an overlap between providers who commit fraud on the healthcare side and those who do it on the property casualty side. And there was a greater probability that those providers would be involved in identity theft, tax evasion, as well as other criminal activity. There was about a 22% overlap of seeing the same doctors generally practicing on both the healthcare side and the auto side. Officials now say that a collaborative approach between industry members can shine a light on previously hidden fraud patterns. 84% of the respondents from insurance healthcare, government, financial services, and others indicated that they are seeing at least some cross-industry evidence in fraud cases they investigate. But traditional data analytics tools are limited in that they have focused primarily on data sets that are too narrow. There is therefore a need for fraud mitigation professionals to expand their field of vision. Traditionally, the pay-and-chase model that prioritize recovery over prevention have been exposed as overly costly and less effective than advanced prevention-based models that attempt to stop the fraud before it occurs. The National Healthcare Anti-Fraud Association, NHCAA, sponsors the Special Investigation Resource and Intelligence System, Members share information regarding fraud cases they have encountered for the purpose of helping to mitigate fraud elsewhere. The association was founded in 1985 by several private health insurers and federal and state government officials. It is focused exclusively on the fight against health care fraud. The former Senator Calderon corruption trial has been continued now for the fifth time. Calderon is charged in a 28-page indictment filed back in 2014. It accuses him of accepting $100,000 in cash bribes from Michael Drabat to perpetuate the audacious $500 million Pacific Hospital of Long Beach healthcare and workers' compensation fraud. Calderon is represented by a celebrity lawyer, Mark Garegos. Gregos has represented famous clients such as Michael Jackson, actress Winona Ryder, politician Gary Condit, Susan McDoodle, and Scott Peterson, to name just a few. 
The Calderon case was set for trial on March 1, 2016, with a time estimate of about 10 days. The court has previously continued the trial date four times, and now the parties jointly agreed to a fifth continuance because Attorney Garrego said he has five cases scheduled to begin trial over the next two months, and he needs more time to prepare. The United States District Judge granted the motion, and the trial is continued now to May 10, 2016, at 9.30 a.m. Since the Drabat arrest, many who are accused have pleaded guilty and agreed to fully cooperate in a wide-ranging investigation now known as Operation Spinal Cap. Currently cooperating defendants include orthopedic surgeons Philip Sobel and Mitchell G. Cohen, M.D. The Calderons are among the few accused who have not yet entered a guilty plea, been convicted, or acquitted. Mark Navarrete, a Santa Clara County correctional deputy, pleaded no contest to felony charges of false or fraudulent statements in support of a workers' compensation claim. The deputy faces up to five years in county jail when he is sentenced on February 24. Navarrete was injured during a softball game on July 14 while he was off the clock, but he filed a claim that he was injured on the job. Navarrete needed to undergo surgery on his left elbow as a result of the injury. A co-worker knew that Navarrete was hurt outside of work and reported the fraud. Prosecutors said the case against Navarrete was very strong. His arrest was part of a widening array of internal investigations magnified by the beating death of a mentally ill inmate last August at the main jail, which spurred murder charges against three other correctional deputies. And in medical news, a new study researchers struggle to show any effectiveness of back pain exercises. Low back pain is one of the most common health conditions globally. Despite its high prevalence, the source of pain is often unclear, with a result that is often diagnosed as nonspecific low back pain. Some studies have suggested that low back pain involves impairments in the control of the deep trunk muscles. These muscles are responsible for maintaining the coordination and stability of the spine. A treatment known as Motor control exercise was developed with the aim of restoring the coordination, control, and capacity of these trunk muscles that support the spine. It is widely prescribed for people with low back pain. Patients are initially guided by a therapist to practice normal use of the muscles through simple tasks. As their skill increases, more complex exercises are set, including the functional tasks needed to perform work and leisure activities. But in the new study, researchers gathered data from 29 randomized trials involving nearly 25,000 men and women. The team looked at the effectiveness of motor control exercises as a treatment for lower back pain compared with other forms of exercise or doing nothing. And the evidence seems to show that motor control exercise appeared to bring about some reduction in pain, disability, and perceived quality of life compared with minimal intervention at all follow-up periods. But 
The researchers went on to describe this as low to moderate quality evidence that motor control exercise is more effective than a minimal intervention. When results were compared to other types of exercise, the difference was not considered clinically significant. No clinically important difference was observed between motor control exercise and manual therapy. The researchers conclude that despite minimal evidence of effectiveness, it appears to be at least a safe form of exercise. In the new movie, Concussion, which is currently in theaters, is it fact or fiction? Concussion is a biological sports medical drama film starring Will Smith as Dr. Bennett Omalau, a forensic pathologist who published research on the brain damage suffered by football players. According to the storyline, in 2002, former Pittsburgh Steelers center Mike Webster was found dead in his pickup truck. Dr. Bennett Amalau, a forensic pathologist with the Allegheny County, Pennsylvania coroner's office, handled Webster's autopsy and discovered that he has severe brain damage. Dr. Amalau ultimately determined that Webster died as a result of the long-term effects of repeated blows to the head, a disorder he calls chronic traumatic encephalopathy, or CTE. CTE has a biomarker, the presence of tau fibers, and amyloid plaque in the brain. The idea of an NFL concussion film was inspired by Amalau's later study of former NFL stars Junior Seau and Dave Duerson, both of whom committed suicide. The movie struggles with the tension between Amalau's studies and the portrayal of sinister forces seeking to suppress them. The film suggests that CTE is clearly caused by sports head trauma and that there is no truth in any other theory. It is the suggestion that has spawned hundreds of workers' compensation sports injury claims as well as thousands of civil claims against the NFL. The film does not depict the considerable conflicting medical evidence about the cause of dementia. The movie does not reveal that Dr. Omalau's findings were rejected by the world's leading medical experts who met at the Fourth International Conference on Concussion in Sport held in Zurich in 2012. Its findings were published as a consensus statement in the British Journal of Sports Medicine. The article concludes that the speculation that repeated concussion or subconcussive impacts caused CTE remains unproven. So, as moviegoers enjoy the concussion movie, more studies continue to emerge in the literature about suspected causes of tau fibers and amyloid plaque biomarkers in the brain. The theory du jour comes from a brain scientist, Jeffrey Illiff, who works at the Oregon Health and Science University in Portland. He claims that sleep is valuable for brain health, particularly because your brain purges amyloid, the toxin linked to CTE, overnight through what's called the glymphatic system. If the glymphatic system isn't able to properly clear the brain of amyloid, he claims it puts a person at higher risk of Alzheimer's. 
Sleep habits now join a long list of theoretical causes of tau fibers and amyloid plaque. It remains to be seen if the concussion hypothesis portrayed in this movie of the same name is fact or fiction. And in other news, the industry is mourning the loss of Andrew Cohen, the former presiding judge of the San Jose office of the WCAB. Judge Cohen passed away December 29 of natural causes at age 75. Judge Cohen earned his B.A. with honors in economics from Dartmouth College in 1961. He then graduated from Stanford University Law School in 1968 and was in private law practice from 1969 until 1989. He served as a workers' compensation judge then from 1989 to 1994, and before his retirement, he was the presiding judge from 1994 until 2003. He lived in Menlo Park since 1991 and served on the Menlo Park City Council after his WCAB retirement from 2004 to 2012 and was at one time the Menlo Park mayor. The city council and staff have fond memories of Judge Cohen. Mayor Rich Klein stated that Judge Cohen was a gentleman with great curiosity and a big heart. He cared deeply about helping those in need, and he walked the walk. He led the city to enact many policies that helped folks keep their homes when the market collapsed in 2008 and went above and beyond to seek common ground. Judge Cohen decided not to run again for city council at the time of the 2012 election. He said at the time that he was ready to indulge in more leisurely pursuits and was looking forward to doing other things for his personal betterment. And that is all of our news and events for this week. Please check our website daily for news updates, past editions of our news, and much, much more. And remember, you can subscribe to our weekly news podcasts and special reports using your iPhone, iPad, iPod, or Android device by searching for the WorkComp Academy with your podcast software. Again, I'm Renee Fulce, an attorney with Floyd, Skarin, and Kelly. Thanks for joining us today, and please drop by again next week for more news.